This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Thursday, March the 11th. Hope you're okay. Hello. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We will, of course, start with the very latest on the investigation into the disappearance of Sarah Everard as a serving Met Police officer from Kent remains in custody. As we told you in yesterday's episode, 33-year-old Sarah was last seen in Clapham in London just over a week ago. Last night, police confirmed they'd launched a murder inquiry after finding human remains in Woodland near Ashford. This is what Commissioner Dame Crester Dick had to say. I want to start by saying that my thoughts and prayers are with Sarah Everard's family and her friends at this incredibly difficult and painful time. As you are aware, a man has been arrested on suspicion of Sarah's murder. This evening, detectives and search teams investigating Sarah's disappearance have found, very sadly, what appears to be human remains. The discovery was made in an area of woodland in Ashford in Kent. As you can imagine, at this early stage, we are not able to confirm any identity, and indeed, that may may take us some considerable time. Specialist officers have been with Sarah's family to update them on the investigation and to continue to give them the best support we possibly can. The news today that it was a Metropolitan Police officer who was arrested on suspicion of Sarah's murder has sent shockwaves and anger through the public and through the Met. I speak on behalf of all my colleagues when I say that we are utterly appalled at this dreadful, dreadful news. Our job is to patrol the streets and to protect people. The investigation is large, it's very fast moving, extremely determined. We have had and continue to have hundreds of officers and staff working around the clock. Sarah's disappearance in these awful and wicked circumstances, I know, are every family's worst nightmare. Londoners will want to know that it is thankfully incredibly rare for a woman to be abducted from our streets, but I completely understand that despite that, women in London and the wider public, perhaps particularly those in the area where Sarah went missing, will be worried and may be feeling scared. 
You should expect to see continued increased police patrols in the area, as well, of course, as continued large-scale investigative activity. Please do report any concerns you may have, whatever they may be, to us. We have been so impressed and very thankful for the public's support for the investigation in so many different ways, but in particular for sharing our appeals for information. And we are deeply grateful to all those many, many people who came forward with information that has assisted us. My thoughts tonight are with Sarah, her family and her loved ones. The officer being held is 48-year-old Wayne Cousins, who's in the Parliamentary and Diplomatic Protection Command. Before joining the force, he was a TA reservist and Kent Police Special. He also spent 20 years working at his family's former business, a garage in Dover. The building remains derelict and was taped off last night as part of the inquiry. The main focus of attention, though, is on land near Ashford at an old sport and leisure complex. Flowers have started to be laid at the site with one message simply reading, Sarah, wherever you are, love, Francesca. Our reporter, Dan Wright, has spent the day there. As I arrived, a Met Police diving truck arrived in Bears Lane, which has been closed off for most of the morning, all, all, since last night, in fact, with all of the media cars forced to move out of the road and into a different area to keep the road clear. There's been a hive of activity on the former Great Chart Golf and Leisure Complex, where there's been Portaloo set up, floodlights are in place now, which weren't there before. Yeah, there's a lot of activity on the site, but Met Police vans coming in and, and going out throughout, and temporary porter cabins have gone in, which are expected to be used as operation rooms. It looks like police are going to be here for the long haul, that's for sure. Up to 150 officers were on the site here yesterday, and I don't think that number would have dwindled at all today. It looks just like that, maybe even more, with the temporary porter cabins coming in. It certainly looks like the operation is scaling up rather than being cut down. It's such a remote site. It's right by the railway line. It's called the Great Chart Golf and Leisure Complex, but it's not actually that close to Great Chart. You're out of the village. Villagers wouldn't have seen much at all, if anything, of anything happening here. With, even with the activity now, there's just three or so houses around and neighbours have been very quiet, close by about what they've seen because it's, it's difficult to say because they've seen police in the road. But yeah, such a, a tragedy on your doorstep and it's such a big site. It's all difficult to, for neighbours to, to work out exactly what has happened as, as everyone is trying to find out exactly what has occurred. But there's no real close point to this site. It is very remote. It's near Ashford, yes. It's near Great Chart, but it is very remote spot and a, a very quiet one at that. Just next to the railway line, surrounded by fields, just an overgrown former golf course. And just the amount of police coming up and down the road is a sight to behold in its own right. The amount of officers here and in different vans and vehicles, yeah, suddenly you're seeing a whole metropolitan police operation 
before your own eyes there's a lot yeah just a, a huge amount of activity which I'm sure will continue for days to come. Earlier on today the Prime Minister tweeted I'm shocked and deeply saddened by the developments in the Sarah Everard investigation like the whole country my thoughts are with her family and friends we must work fast to find all the answers to this horrifying crime. Well a terrorist property in Freeman's Way in Deal remains cordoned off. Yesterday officers removed two cars from the property and started digging up the garden. A woman in her 30s who was arrested on suspicion of assisting an offender is also still in custody. You can follow the very latest developments on this story at kentonline.co.uk or via our Facebook and Twitter. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Plans for a £30 million bypass in Canterbury have been scrapped, leading to fears of major congestion in the city. The road had been planned to cope with additional traffic from a 1,000 homes being built in the Sturry area. Without the flyover, it's thought the level crossing there, which is already used by 21,000 vehicles a day, will become gridlocked. A shop worker has been injured during a knife point robbery in Broadstairs. Three men or teenage boys went into the Premier Express store in Queen's Road, threatened staff and stole cash, cigarettes and alcohol. One worker hurt his hand trying to fight them off. Kent's fifth coronavirus mass vaccination centre has opened in Chatham. The former DW Sports store in the Pentagon Shopping Centre has been converted to give jabs with those aged 55 and over now being called. Around 600,000 people in the county have had their first dose of the vaccine. Two men have been ordered to pay back more than £130,000 after selling fake designer clothing at a boot fair on Sheppey. The market traders set up a stall at the event in Laysdown but were caught by undercover officers selling counterfeit branded clothes, trainers, belts, handbags and sunglasses. Now, the partner of a man who died on the M25 in Kent says she won't rest until all smart motorways have been removed. Steve Godbold was recovering a vehicle on the hard shoulder of the motorway but was still hit by a lorry. Sam Cockrell believes even more deaths will happen if additional motorways are converted so the hard shoulder becomes an extra lane. Steve was killed on a conventional motorway. He was recovering a vehicle on the M25 um, and as he was loading his vehicle in the hard shoulder, he was struck by a lorry. So for me, if you can be killed in the hard shoulder, smart motorways are so much more dangerous. There, there, there is nothing anybody can say to me that will make me think that this is a good idea. Um, if there's an accident on the road, how do emergency services get to that accident? If they're delayed getting to people, then that's more people that could die because the emergency services can't get there to save them. Um, I've never had to use the hard shoulder, but obviously that's your relative safe place to go. It's not a safe place, but it's, it's relatively safe compared to not having anywhere. And the ERAs, there's not enough of them. Where we're standing now, you can't see one. So there's not enough of them. And there's too many people using the roads that don't know how to use the smart motorways. The Transport Secretary is being urged to scrap smart motorways following concerns over safety and an inquiry is due to be carried out by MPs. Damien Green is the MP in Ashford. Smart motorways are in principle a good idea, but only if they're operated safely. And I think there have been real problems where uh, the, the radar hasn't been put in in time. Because if somebody has to stop on a motorway, then you know, you, within seconds it's dangerous. You need to know that the radar is going to tell people there's an obstruction, get out of this lane, and, and that there are enough pull-in places so that they're close enough together so that people can 
you know, gently cruise off the road if, if they've lost power or something. You can always, you know, if you're going at, at motorway speeds, you can always go on for uh, another few hundred yards. So uh, certainly any, any smart motorways in Kent, part of the M20 already is, need to have enough pulling off places and uh, operational radar to, to make the signalling work uh, instantly uh, before they would be fully safe. Kent Online News. A man's been bitten by the dog he was trying to steal as he confronted its owner in Canterbury. The attempted robbery took place at Bleen Nature Reserve yesterday afternoon. Meantime, the RSPCA is investigating after a dog was found dead in a field in Dartford. The body of a seven-year-old male white husky was discovered in a black sack off Central Road last Thursday. His microchip says his name was Blasco, but the details are out of service, so the charity is asking for help to work out what happened. And six bulldogs have been reunited with their owner after being stolen from a home in Staplehurst. They were taken on Tuesday and found by officers within 20 minutes of the burglary being reported. So far, no one has been arrested. So quite a few animal stories there and for the very latest pets news in Kent, including a picture gallery and how to report a missing animal, you can head to the new pets section of kentonline.co.uk and follow Kent Pets on social. Some rail services in Kent are going to be disrupted by engineering works soon after England's stay-at-home order is expected to be lifted. Network Rail's urging us to minimise travel over the Easter Bank holiday weekend. A bridge is being replaced at Dartford Station and the line between Tunbridge and Hastings will also be affected by ongoing work to prevent landslips. Now, we all know the arts industry has been one of the most hardest hit during the pandemic, with theatres in Kent having to stay closed until at least May the 17th. However, Kent's biggest theatre, the Marlowe in Canterbury, is looking to support talented theatre makers as part of a new artist commission programme. They're looking for proposals which represent the recent challenges we've all faced. Rebecca Jones is the executive producer at the Marlowe. She's been telling us there were some key reasons why they set it all up. A, just reconnecting with the talent in the region, and B, to be able to give people a little bit of money to start an idea because what we're finding is if we don't invest now then there won't be anything new for 2022-2023. At Kent Online today you can see what a new bistro and wine bar planned for part of the Kent Coast is set to look like. The owner of the site at St Mildred's Bay in Westgate hopes to open the doors in May when lockdown restrictions are eased. A load of kitchen items collected by a dealer are expected to fetch up to £100,000 when they go up for auction in Kent. Annie Marchant, who lived in Wingham near Canterbury, spent years selling antiques while also amassing her own collection of kitchen aid. It's due to go under the hammer next month. And finally, we've been asking you on social media today if when restrictions are hopefully lifted in the summer, you would still want to be wearing a face mask. It's because today marks exactly a year since the World Health Organization declared the COVID outbreak a pandemic. You can let us know what you think by commenting on Facebook and Twitter. Kent Online Sport. One bit of sports news in cricket. Kent have signed West Indian fast bowler Miguel Cummings for the first eight matches of the county championship. The 30-year-old's played in all formats for the West Indies during his career, including 14 test matches. He says he's looking forward to bowling at Canterbury. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. 
This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.